Right, good day everyone. My name is Justin Flitter. I'm the chair of the New Zealand Tech Marketers Group. We are a national community of more than 200 marketers working for software, technology and professional services organisations, largely in tech marketing roles. And today I'm delighted to have Lucy Mansfield from Lumen. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you, Justin. Hi, everyone. So it's uh, it's it's really nice to to spend a little bit of time with you today to hear a little bit about your story and your background and some of your marketing insights. My first question for you is, what do you love about marketing? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, I think marketing has definitely evolved over the years, especially the last few years. And for me, working in marketing now, um, a lot of it kind of enters, enters into the growth stage of marketing. So for me, it's being connected to the product team, the development team, the creative team, and the data team. So you're sitting right in the heart of the business, right? Yes, we're the engine. You're the engine. Are you? Do you kind of see yourself as the conductor? Um, yeah, I think marketing should be seen as the conductor. And so, how do you, how do you manage across? product marketing and sales what have you what are some of the tactics that you use to ensure everyone's on that journey with you yes so i think there's two parts to that the first part is the people and making sure that the communication the team bond the culture the conversations are constantly happening everyone's kind of on the same page sharing the same vision um, and then the second part is, of course, technology um, and making sure that you've got your systems and stacks set up. Everyone has visibility into the data that you're looking at. And we can convey that message easily across the teams that don't necessarily need to live in that space. Well, we'll come back to the technology thing first. Uh, so you're, uh, you're head of marketing at Lumen down in Christchurch. Tell us a little bit about Lumen. Yes, so Lumen gives everyday users the power of completing digital documentation in the cloud. So Lumen's success really kind of kicked off uh, before COVID. Um, we, Google ended up building an integration with Lumen, which completely threw us into a kind of space of getting millions of users every week, which was amazing. Um, so we really give everyday people and businesses the ability to manage, annotate and edit PDFs in the cloud. We are currently working on researching other integrations and partners to integrate with because of the success of our Google Workspace integration. What's been your journey? How did you get to be head of marketing at Lumen? Yeah. Um, I, I feel like my journey started quite young, which I'm very grateful for. I kind of first entered the world of tech when I was, I think it was about 21. Yeah, 21. I, um, saw online that 90 seconds was setting up shop in New Zealand and I kind of had to really find this information. It wasn't advertised anywhere, but I dug deep and saw where their office was. So I really just got dressed up, walked down to the office, knocked on the door and said that I wanted to work there. And they were just completely like still setting up the furniture. Um, but Tim Norton was there and he had the video camera out within a second and he interviewed me on the spot and offered me the job. So that really got me into tech and, and being around those people with that energy and 
they were going through a stage of of hyper growth so it was really exciting it got me hooked on tech forever I'm going to say um and then I worked for myself after that and, and kind of worked with a few other startups and kind of contracted around for a few few years and, and really enjoyed that it gave me a lot of visibility into how other companies are running and what their problems were and what software they used to help solve these problems. Um, moved back down here to Christchurch, previously was in Auckland, and worked with Jade Software. It was it was really um it was really a struggle for me coming back to Christchurch because I couldn't really see what was happening in the tech scene down here. It's not overly visible. There wasn't really a lot going on. Um, so I worked with Jade, which was really interesting for me to kind of work with a, a larger company, a really a really legacy kind of brand mm -hmm. and, and company. Um, and John Ascroft there, who was COO, I think he still is actually, um, he kind of took me under his wing and taught me a lot and, and gave me a product role. So I did that for a year and then I saw that Lumen was hiring. Well, it was actually advertised to me as Nitro Labs and the job description was a little bit vague um, and it kind of wasn't marketed the way that it should have been. But as a marketer, I was like, you know, this is a real opportunity here. Um, and I had a few interviews with Max and and really, really felt the synergy and the energy and the alignment and kind of, you know, saw it as a real opportunity to come in and help and set up Lumen here in New Zealand. Yeah, it's really exciting being part of a, a tech company that's growing at pace like like 90 seconds was, wasn't it? It's, um, yeah. It reminds me back to, um, I was number seven at Zendesk um, oh, back wow. in 2008. And this, and, you know, I started when we had a thousand customers and left when we had 30,000 customers and uh you know the roller coaster of 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 that growth um you know really set me up for for what i've done um since you know the things that you learn you carry through in a lot of different roles right um and and then to have the other side with jade being as you said a legacy technology um, company with some super amazing people as a part of it would have been um, a really interesting um, kind of alternative view in terms of you know systems and process and a bit more of an organization behind it right yes yeah definitely it's having that contrast that I think really gives you clarity of of what to do and what not to do and when you when you kind of look back over your short career today but as a as a young marketer, if you're going mm. to give some advice to a young marketer who's in their third year at, at uni or perhaps just coming out of university, thinking about the different roles that you want to try and get under your belt to build that experience. Like sometimes we kind of suggest people go go do agency for a couple of years, right? Go and get that. Um, experience of working across lots of different projects, lots of different business problems, um, and then go and do client side as well and get the understanding mm. of, or maybe even a larger, larger corporate. Like, is is having that combination of of experiences and different types of organisations something that you think's been really pivotal to your career career development? Absolutely, yes, I think what you've just said there has summed up where a lot of us in our team, the, the journey that we've been on. Um, 
I just think the the one thing there is don't get stuck. Don't get stuck in that agency life. Um, it's it's a lot different to being client side, especially for a tech company. So just don't get stuck there. Keep moving. Keep moving. Yeah. Do your do do a little bit of time and then uh, move on to something else. Yeah. Um, the technology play here is is really important as a as a marketer. Sometimes you kind of sit in that CTO seat a little bit of a little bit of of the role. Um, so, what are the what's the tech stack at, at at Lumen? What have you put in there to automate, streamline, scale? Mm, yeah, that's a good question. I think a lot of what we're doing is still it's still a very uh, work in progress and. What we have implemented to date is, is HubSpot. That was a big one for us, and it's still kind of ongoing and, and figuring out how to do all of the workflows and the automation and getting the properties in. Um, it's a work in progress. In terms of other pivotal things that we've done, um, we're also moving through kind of a program at the moment where we're configuring all of our customer data into a way that marketers and sales can easily go in and figure out what they need to know and, and view just the foundational things that make their career better. So for us right now, it's focusing on those two things. Um, we don't really need a lot of kind of attribution software or or things on that kind of acquisition level because we get 5 million new users every single month that come into our product. We really focused on product-led growth. So it's not about the people, it's about the product and how we move the people through the product. Which is quite different to other companies which would be working very much on that demand gen, yes. um, lead nurturing side. You've obviously built a product that naturally has a you know creates its own demand gen and you've got scale and word of mouth that's coming off the back of that and then those integration channels into market um so as you said this the the program now is really working with product to develop to be able to build revenue out of that base right yes that's right yeah and we, we definitely still are putting a lot of importance on demand generation and community building where we haven't quite got the kind of golden ticket for that yet, but we know that it's really important. Everyone here is really passionate about it. And we're starting to strategize around how we can do that to future-proof the business. It's it's a great way to launch new products in and get feedback. It's it's an asset to the business. So from a from a product development standpoint, how what how do you work with that how are you engaging with your customer base to understand what you should or prioritize what you should do next yes so this is it's definitely a challenge um, at the scale of customers that we have <clears throat> so we we try to do as much customer interviews as we can one-to-one -one, face to face we kind of block out like a few weeks of the year and just go hard at doing those and getting those but another one for us is being able to track user journeys of our customers and how they use our product. So we've got all of that data there, which, you know, takes a bit to piece together, but it's definitely worthwhile. And is the that coming through HubSpot? 
sorry, what was that? Are those user journeys coming through HubSpot? Or? Yeah, so we do, we do build some in HubSpot from a marketing perspective, but in terms of like a, a growth and product perspective, we use Superset, which is a kind of data dashboard. It's, it's really made for developers, but a few of us have kind of got in there and we're trying to figure out how to make the most of it. Um, but the other one that's really interesting for us, and this came up a lot at SASTA, is um, the, the network effect, right? So it's like social media, it's re your review sites, it's word of mouth, it's someone creating a video on TikTok. Um, and being able to measure that stuff and keep control of it and make sure that it's that you're getting the feedback from these million different channels is really challenging. Um, it's really manual. So we have people in our team that kind of keep the their fingers on all these different things to pull in a comment on off a social media post or check someone that's created a YouTube video that we know nothing about or try and scrape the review sites off these 10 different review sites. So it's a lot. So I mean you you you're talking a lot of here about dark social, right? And there's yeah. it, you might not get tagged in a post, it might be a mention. It might not even be a company mention. It might just be a screenshot or a video about about product, right? And so understanding how those conversations influence that network growth is really interesting, right? And as you said, it's still quite manual. Um, yeah. Can be. So G2 and a lot of those review sites will be key. Yeah, they are. That They are really important. We know that a lot of our customers like to give feedback on there and they also use it as a place to make a decision. So it's quite funny though, we were looking at the numbers the other day around traffic from these review sites and it's it's pretty low considering how many people give reviews, but we've come to the conclusion that people probably look at it and then go away from it and then come back directly to Lumen. So it's, again, you can't attribute it to that, but we know that it's it's, it's the same as dark social, right? Someone's going to, uh, you know, see something on LinkedIn, but they're not necessarily going to click the LinkedIn post. They're going to go to Google or wherever and 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 search for you on on there, right? And so the from an attribution standpoint, it looks like that contact has come through from a from Google or organic, yes. um, when actually it's it's probably come from from dark social or a community post or or something like that and that's really hard to then you know if you're looking from an ROI perspective on on social it's hard to measure some of that stuff because it's not the 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 first party data is coming from somewhere else i know yes and i think that is probably one of the biggest challenge challenges for marketers at the moment it's it's hard to track it's hard to quantify and it's hard to get more budget to do more of the thing that is really hard to prove but then if you turn it off yeah <laughs> yes that's the way you know i've i've been watching uh your posts and travels around uh the us of of late you've been going to some different conferences um you know trade trade shows and those sorts of things uh across the us is that a a, a key part of your go-to-market strategy? No, I wouldn't say it's a key part to our go-to-market strategy. I think it's more about personal development, network building, being 
immersed within the culture that 75% of our customers live in, which is the US. Um, you know, hearing the terminology, seeing what other products exist, talking to potential customers one-on-one -on -one about their, their problems and their needs. So it's more of a kind of a research and discovery networking um, initiative rather than like a sales marketing. What are the markets that you're pre predominantly selling into? Yes. So right now, it, number one is the US for us. I think that generates around 70% of our revenue. Um, closely, well, not closely, but the the second most important one would be like Australia, um, UK, EU, a um, little bit of Asia. Um, but yeah, those those are the main ones. I think the US just stands out by so far. Getting that in-market experience and understanding some of those cultural differences and the product preferences and, and those sorts of things is really important to help you and the team hone and craft your marketing messages into those different um into those different marketers. Australia's quite different though, um, to to the US in some standpoints, and also you know, UK very different as well. What are are there a couple of nuances of things that you have identified as a team that you do differently when you're marketing mm -hmm. into some of these different territories? Yes. So the I guess because we're not actively trying to acquire customers from Australia or the UK or EU, which is surprising because we do have customers there. But that's not our focus. We're, we're really just focused on the US at the moment when we're trying to completely kind of knock that one out of the park before we begin another territory. But in terms of communications that we send out to our existing customers that are from different geographies, it's definitely something that we have to consider in terms of the copy, the way we spell certain words, imagery that we use, um, you know, phrases, slangs. It's it's more of like a product marketing problem. Mm -hmm. So you win win the US, you win the world, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> what we're hoping for. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that the way it goes? <laughs> well, some sometimes, yes. Yeah, that's that's, that's the idea. Um, well, look, this has been uh, incredibly, incredibly interesting. It's uh, lovely to spend some time with you. We're going to have you back again in a week or so time to chat with us uh, about your experience at SASTA, uh, which, yeah. uh, you know, people like me get uh, immense FOMO at SASTA, and I uh, was uh, was hoping to attend uh, this year, but uh didn't work out, so um, I'll have my fingers crossed for next year, but uh, we're going to have a, a, a great, uh, great discussion, um, panel conversation around uh, what happened at uh, SASTA and some of the interesting speakers and, and talks and, and get, a, get your insight around what goes on and, and why it's so useful for New Zealand marketers to to get over there. Uh, so I really appreciate your time. It's uh, wonderful to have you a part of the New Zealand tech marketers um, community. And it was great to have you at the High Tech Awards Marketing Lunch that we did a couple of months ago as well. Um, so thank you very much for your, for your time today. 
Amazing, Justin. Thank you as well. Um, I think we definitely need to have like a bit of a big TMG event down here in the South Island. So let's get on to that this summer and I'll look forward to you talking to you for the SASTAR. Thanks very much. See you later. Right. See you, Justin.